soul, that's you, the person, the perceiver, the person who's like listening to me talk, the ears aren't listening. The ears are the avenue by which the listener listens from. Or the eyes aren't seeing. There's somebody perceiving all that, right? So that's you. You're the person. And you are not made of matter. You are called Brahman. Which is, Brahman means like spiritual energy, right? It's a different energy than water, than uh, matter, right? So there's you, the pure spirit soul, who is eternal by nature, by the way, not temporary. <clears throat> and then covering the soul is the mind. The mind is also material. It's not spiritual. The mind is material, but it's subtle matter. It's comprised of subtle matter. Uh, and then you have the gross physical body, which is composed comprised of gross matter. So the body is comprised of uh, the material elements: earth, water, fire, air, and what's called ether. It's like space, right? So earth is the most thick and gross. You can walk on it, right? You can walk on earth, right? You can you can throw it at people and it'll hurt, right? And then you have uh, water. You can't walk on water unless you're Jesus, right? Or you have some mystical power. You can't walk on water. So it's more uh, subtle than earth, right? And you can kind of see through it, kind of not. <coughs> and if you throw it at someone, it's not really going to hurt them, right? It's more subtle. And then you have uh, earth, water, fire. So fire, you can still see it, but you can't throw it at anybody, right? And uh, and then you have air, which you can't even see, but you can kind of just feel that it's there, right? And then uh, ether, which we don't have much experience here because this whole world is filled with air. But if you go somewhere where there's no air, it's just made up of more subtle energy called ether, right? Like in space, right? So. You have these five gross material elements, and those combine together to make up the physical body, right? But even more subtle than ether is an, another material energy called mana, or the mind. So uh, that is where all the memory is stored. So, so the mind is covering, is there, is covering the, the soul, and, and the gross body is like covering the subtle body. If anybody has any ever experience with a ghost, a ghost has no physical body, but they're covered by the mind. It's like a spirit soul that's covered by the mind. So it's a subtle material energy, and that's where you know you experience fear and stuff, and, and memory. Sorry. Do you feel satisfied yourself? Um, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a, uh, uh, Utama Adhikari or perfected. Uh, yoga master, but because I have practiced uh, this in my life, uh, I experience, I know where satisfaction is. I've been there, I've tasted it, I, I can go to it regularly anytime I, uh, you know, uh, am uh, connecting with God through mantra meditation. So I know where it is, and, uh, and I have, I know who I am, and therefore, you know, if, if I feel, if I'm experiencing uh, sadness, unhappiness, uh, it's because I'm letting my mind uh, kind of take over and I'm not acting as, I'm not uh, acting on my real nature, you see. So this is something that maybe is a bit confusing, but uh, when, you, when you start to practice yoga more and more, uh, you start to actually experience the true happiness of the soul.
real happiness, real satisfaction. And but still, like, there's a period of time where, like, because um, yoga is meant to bring you to a stage of like uh, perfect union with God. Uh, but it's not like you go from one to one hundred overnight. It takes time. You see. So as you're going through this, the, the process of yoga, sometimes there's like, you know, you get pulled back from old habits, and so it's, a, it's like a, it's like a struggle. But the more and more you're fixed in uh, the uh, spiritual consciousness, the more you experience uh, real happiness, real satisfaction, real peace, real joy. Uh, so do I experience all the time? because of my uh, lack of spiritual advancement? No. But have a, do I taste it and understand it? Yes. Anybody else? Yes? Sorry, a negative idea that distracts you? Like a negative, like, memory or something. Right, yeah, so the mind is like that. It's like, it's just, because we're not it, we're not the mind, it, like, kind of has a mind of its own. It thinks about stuff we don't even want to think about, you know? And, uh, so, uh, the trick is to just focus it back onto the mantra. And then as you do it more and more, then you'll develop a taste for the mantra more and more. It'll become more and more pleasurable. As it becomes more and more pleasurable, then the mind naturally focuses on it because the mind wants pleasure. And when the mind's not experiencing pleasure, uh, then it's jumping around for other possibilities for pleasure. You see? So it's really a matter of, you're not gonna, it's not like an overnight trick, but if you regularly practice mantra meditation, then uh, you just you, you find oh your mind's focusing on that oh you just physically bring it back to the subject at hand right it goes away oh you just bring it back don't get angry you just bring it back if you practice regularly then you will experience uh, more and more happiness in the meditation and your mind will be able to focus more and more naturally because it's bringing you pleasure okay so it's not a it's not a quick trick other than just don't get angry and just relax and just bring the mind back to the sound, okay? Uh, just to add to that, I kind of made up my own quick trick that actually works, because like you're saying, the present moment is kind of where the happiness is, mm -hmm. and if you can bring yourself to that, so I just kind of walk myself through the moment that's happening right now, because mm -hmm. usually right now is okay. Yeah. So like for example, right now, we're in a self-realization talk in Byron Bay, in a beautiful and so I just remind myself of my physical surrounding right. and it just like kind of zooms me back in yeah. and then that stupid negative thing goes away because yeah. I'm like, oh wait, right now is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> whatever, whatever you can do that like, you know, helps you, you can adopt that. But at the same time, things may not be perfect. Like, think you, might, you may be suffering. You, yeah. may, you, may be, you may be like, you know, like me freezing cold right now. <laughs> Or you might, you know, you might have like a bad headache or, you know, something, you know. So, uh, whether, you know, whether, whether 
the weather is good or whether the weather is bad and I'm talking about the weather in the mind right and it's kind of like a passing show right like sadness comes and it goes happiness comes and it goes in the mind right so uh, the yogi is untouched by it, it the, the happiness comes uh, it's, he notices oh it's there but he's got a higher engagement you know the, the sadness is there oh he notices it but it's, it's, it, there's a separation you become separated from the mind when you practice meditation, mantra meditation more, you, it's not you're not affected by it as much. You know, you you realize anger is there, but you can see it uh, from a, a, a separated, detached uh, way. You understand? Yeah. So uh, you know, like uh, like you have different kind of coconuts. Like when the coconuts are young, the meat is like stuck to the shell, but as the coconut ages it actually becomes separated from the shell and you have like a little ball of coconut meat uh, and then it's separate from the shell and you, if you shake the coconut you can hear it like bouncing around in there you know so it's kind of like that where the, 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 the person becomes separated from the mind uh, by regular practice of meditation because they the reason is because they the mind is always coming up with ways to enjoy your senses ways to enjoy the world uh, but the yogi, he's tasting a higher happiness than that. So he's tasting a, a happiness that... Uh, uh, so the mind is still going off. The mind is still there. As long as we're in this world, we're covered by a mind. So the mind is always coming up with suggestions. But the yogi doesn't give a shit. The mind can say whatever it wants. But I don't care. Because I'm, you know, it's not going to control me. You see what I'm saying? So you become... It's a, this is a natural byproduct of meditation is that you become uh, separated from the influence of your mind but in the beginning stages the mind is like has a big effect on us you know but later on if you practice more and more you become more separated from it and it has less and less of an effect on you when you mean mantra meditation, is that with like, wallabies or...? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we teach at uh, Yoga Philosophy Club and the ASMY that are putting this event on. We teach mantra meditation. So, you can, and there are always free classes, so you're welcome to come in there. Yeah. And Yeah, Monday night, 7.45. Yeah. Sorry? That's a very long subject. It exists, yeah. Like, you can see that right now in your body, you've already been in many different bodies. The body you had on when you were five years old, different body than you have on now. So you've already gone from one body to another. It's just you did it gradually. But death, nothing really changes. You just, uh, uh, you go into another body after you leave this body. Because you're not the body. So there's, you don't have to, when you, the people who don't understand reincarnation, the people that, that are very into this, idea that I am this, that's who I am, but when you understand that I'm not that, then it's very easy to understand it. I am the spirit soul within the body, I'm covered by mind and a body like we went, we went over today. So uh, when death means just taking off the gross physical body, if a person isn't liberated, uh, uh, then they, they're still covered by the mind, and then uh, what happens is, see, in our life we uh, we develop all kinds of uh, mental uh, attachments, desires, and so on. 
you can see that many people are into many different things. Some people are into hand gliding, some people are into, uh, you know, uh, business, some people are into porn, some people are into uh, rock climbing, you know, some pe so many people are into many different things. So what that is, those, those enjoyments, they take place in the mind. Uh, and so you develop a certain type of mentality. So what happens is, uh, after you leave this physical body, you're still left with this mind. So material nature provides you with a body that is suitable for the mind that you have. Uh, for example, someone who's in, as I said, hand gliding, right? Someone who's like, it's a matter of attachment. Like if you're really, really into hand gliding, that's really all you want to do. If you're really interested, that's really like, you know, what you look forward to all week. It's really a big thing for you, for example. Uh, so you're developing a certain type of mentality. Uh, and the human body isn't very conducive for this uh, this type of activity because if we for example jumped off a building we'd have we wouldn't be able to fly we need to lug up all these this big equipment and you know strap on some fake wings and start to cruise around right so the human body isn't like conducive for flying right but uh, there's other bodies that are very conducive for flying so if you want to for example be a uh, to have a bird body, then all you need to do is develop bird consciousness. You know, you develop bird mentality, and then material nature will provide you with a bird body. But that's one aspect. There's another aspect is karma. Like what you do, to, uh, what you do to others, you're going to get that back. So, um, you know, you got, you got the karma factor, and you got the um, your mentality factor, and that dictates uh, the next body. And this is going to open up a range of a whole lot of other questions. Um, but actually, I don't really mind because the people that were supposed to kick me out of here aren't here yet. I don't think. Was there supposed to be the sound healing? Yeah, yeah. They're, I don't know where they are. But so, did you guys have any more? Uh, do we want to talk about that more? The reincarnation more? We can if you want. You guys interested in that? Yeah. So, this, uh, uh, so then it's, you can see it's really important to, uh, uh, what, what your activities are. It's not like what you do doesn't count, you know? Everything you do has an imprint on your mind. The mind is a storehouse. Everything you've seen, everything you've touched, everything you've, uh, heard, smelt, it's all there in the mind. You guys ever notice when you smell something and that re immediately reminds you of when you were like five years old and you smelled something, right? It's right there, immediately, it's right there. It's everything stored there in the mind. So, uh, and this, the mind, what's in the mind uh, makes it so we see things in a certain way. We see things, in other words, through the prism of the mind. For example, if I had this whole tent wrapped in like red cellophane, uh, there would be the light shining in, which is a white light, I guess, right? So, but it, when it goes through the prism of the red cellophane tape, or uh, red cellophane uh, sheet, everything appears red. You know, you cannot tell. You know grass is green, so you, if someone were to ask you what color is that, you would remember from your mind, oh, that's green. But if you 
if you were to see, for example, the rug, and someone were to ask you, okay, what color is that? You wouldn't be able to tell when you got the red cellophane around the tent, right? You wouldn't be able to tell what color that is because everything appears red. You guys ever been in a room like that? Or like in a nightclub when they got the, the red lights going through it, right? Everything appears red. So um, when everything appears red, you can't tell what's what. You know, you can't tell what's what what color. So the mind is kind of like that. Like you have, you have uh, um, everything that. So you have every everybody sees everything around them from the pr from the prism of their mind. You understand? From their desires, from their consciousness. Like uh, a practical example of this is like if you if you watch if you see a robbery happen, right? Say you have like a, a person who's an off-duty police officer watching a robbery, and you have a person who's uh, off-duty criminal watch, watching the robbery, right? They're both sitting there from the sidelines watching the same thing happen. Um, both are seeing it from their own angle. The criminal is looking at it, this hypothetical criminal is looking at it from the angle of, oh, I wish I was there doing that, and maybe taking notes and, and seeing how he can improve his criminality better, right? And so the cop is looking at the cop is looking at the same thing from a different angle. He's looking at it like from a le level of anger and I wish I was able to get this guy, but I'm off duty and I can't. You see? So two people are seeing the exact same thing, but they're seeing it from different from their own angle, from their own mentality. You guys understand that, right? So, uh, so you have this happening, and so everybody's everybody's got this. Everybody's covered by this mind. And everybody's developed through what they've seen, what they've done in their life, uh, in many, many lives. What they've seen uh, is it forms a certain type of mentality, a certain type of consciousness. Uh, so, uh, what we do with our senses, what you do, affects your consciousness. It affects your mind. So, if you want to develop a certain type of consciousness, then you you. you do those activities that form that consciousness. Like, uh, for example, if you have, uh, you know, like uh, someone who, who, if you just, if you just spent a week in a room watching porn, right? That's what you do. You just spend a week in a room watching porn, 24/7. When you get out of that room and you see a woman. all women in here <laughs> but so if you see one just imagine you're a guy right and you see a woman after you come out of that room how are you gonna look at them you see because of what you've done for the last week you've developed a certain type of consciousness right so uh, Everybody in their lives, they, they, because of their activities, what they do, they develop a certain type of mentality. And as soon as you leave the body, that mentality is still there. The mentality doesn't, it doesn't change when you leave your body. You're still covered by that mentality. So then the next body takes shape over the mold that you've created, you see? So there's bodies conducive to having sex all day long. Like, I don't know. What was it? I heard some kind of squirrel. I saw. It, I was watching like the news or something, and I heard about some squirrel that has sex like 
20 hours or something a day or something like that. And they can they can go. I can't go all day long. You know, a squirrel can go all day long. You know, and and so so you've got the wrong body on for that activity. You know, there's there's other bodies that are more conducive for that activity if that's what you want to do. You know, so in the human life, in the human form of life, there's a there's a a, another propensity that animal life doesn't have and that is the ability to inquire who am I what is the purpose of life where is real happiness to be found in animal life they're, uh, they're so dragged around by their senses that it's very difficult to step back and start asking these questions they just want to enjoy 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 like have you ever like tried to keep food away from a dog you know it's so hard for them to you know it's just like such a pull they really want to enjoy it really badly, you know? So, in the human form of life though, we can we can just calm that down a little bit and have some time and consider uh, what is the absolute truth, who am I, what is the purpose of life? But in animal life, that's not, you cannot have that. You don't have the, you don't have the intelligence. You know, can you imagine if a dog was, well, we've got Bindi right here. Like, the dog, you know, he's not interested in philosophy. He's interested in sleeping or eating, right? He's not. He doesn't have the intelligence to to comprehend it. You know? So, if we at least use a if we use a human form of life to at least inquire to these kind of questions, you know, not just use it to increase sense enjoyment, but to use the intelligence to inquire into questions like who am I, what is the purpose of life, and so on. Then. Uh, that's then we'll at least get a human form of life in the next next life and if you want to transcend this uh, material world then you must become uh, detached from it you must have another attachment that's separate from this world and then you go to that so in, in, in any situation you get what you want you know you get whatever you want whatever your desires that's what you get so it's just a matter of cultivating the, the, the the consciousness that will uh, enable you to get what it is that you want. See? Okay? Is that enough on that subject? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, I think they forgot about me. Like, there's a group that was supposed to, like, you know, come in right after me, but maybe they're there. Does anybody else have any questions? Going once, going twice. I don't want to leave you guys here. I'm gonna go, and there's no gonna be no entertainment for you because there's no replacement. If you guys want, uh, well, I would like to have a little kirtan, but that music is so loud. That, uh, but anyway, I think maybe they just abandoned their shifts. So uh, there's some kirtan trance music I think happening now. So if you guys want to go there, I think we can go there. Yeah. I don't know where the rest of the show for the tent is. So. All right, thank you guys very much. Okay. Thank you. And yeah, if you guys want, if you guys want to learn more, just check out my website, yogaphilosophyclub.com. Okay.